Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce video and podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and managing partner of Cordell and Cordell. And uh, again, we continue to bring you the latest information as it relates to COVID-19 and its effect on all matters in family law and affecting guys' lives across the world. And so we wanted to continue to daily bring you some information. And today we're joined once again by Rosario out in San Diego. Welcome, Rosario. Thank you. Good morning. So, good morning. And so as usual, you know, this is not to be taken as legal advice and each of your cases and circumstances may differ and the, and the, the things that we talk about certainly may change. And so don't take this as advice. This really is uh, something where we just talking points. Uh, it's not one which we establish an attorney-client relationship. If you want to do that, we really encourage you to reach out to us at 866-DADS-LAW or log on online at cordellcordell.com. And we're available to have a consultation with you via telephone, virtual, using Zoom technology, which everyone or that or WebEx is now becoming uh, a little bit more comfortable with. And so we're able to do that as well. And in person only where appropriate and around the country as obviously the standards differ from city and county and state. So reach out to us. So today we wanted to talk about, we've kind of uh, lightly talked about this topic before, and that is contempt and how do guys enforce their rights and what do they do and what actions can they take? And we've, we've kind of touched the subject just kind of delicately, but we want to dig into it. But Rosario, obviously, you know, we're a couple of weeks since we've last spoken and guys want to know what's going on in California. Is there something going on now in the court system that's changed? Yes, actually, today is an exciting day, and the San Diego Courthouse is opening e-filing. So it's kind of a soft opening. They're not officially open, but now they are accepting documents to file. So that's very exciting news because nothing has been accepted other than emergency hearings for the past over two months. So this that's is big funny. news. Hopefully, they'll start working on that backlog, and we'll see how today goes. Yeah, not only just, you know, actually being able to file but the the psychological effect for guys that you know we've we talked about this and i've talked about it every thursday in our virtual town hall about how guys keep hearing courts are closed and i can't do anything that's kind of the result of maybe a little bit of misinformation obviously yes they're closed and then there were some limitations but i think you and i talked about you know mailing and serving the opposing party with just something in the mail or fedex and you know, things that can actually start the process moving forward. And so it's a great, great news that they're starting to take e-filing because guys are listening and watching right now. They want to take action. They want to do something, whether it's child support or enforcement of custody. And so that's great. So let's talk about that. Let's, now that we can e-file, there's a process for enforcing, you know, there's a guy that's probably been denied custody. We've talked about it in the virtual town hall uh, about guys out there that it's kind of the, the uh, unspoken effect of COVID is that many guys just aren't seeing their kids. Uh, their ex or their current spouse is using COVID-19 as an excuse to say, well, it's just not safe, uh, or you know, your job puts the children at risk, so you're just not gonna see them. And so guys just have been really scratching their heads, figuring out, what do I do here, and contempt. So maybe you can talk a little bit about when contempt is appropriate to file and kind of describe it in general what it is and we'll dig into that. So contempt of court is essentially a violation of a court order. So if you have been um, deprived of visitation like we just discussed, then that means that the other party might be in contempt of court. And there are several elements that you have to prove in order to consider and of course talk to your attorney to find out whether or not it's appropriate to file contempt of court. Um, but it's just one of the remedies that you can use if you have been denied visitation. So the first thing that you need to do is 
make sure that you have a valid court order because if you don't have a valid court order, then there has been no violation. So that's the first thing you have to do. Next, you have to know that the other person has knowledge of that court order. So for example, if the person was present in court when the court order was made, then that, that's an easy proof. It often says right in the minute order who was present in court when the orders were made. And then you have to show an ability for that person to follow through. So for example, right now, as you mentioned, the COVID-19 pandemic has caused people to think they don't have to follow through with visitation orders. Um, but most courts have made an effort to show that the pandemic is not a reason to say that the current court orders are um, in a stay of any sort. Current court orders are still valid despite the pandemic. And also that the shelter in place orders um, make a caveat for saying that, that travel to exchange your child is essential travel. So those have been those those items have been made clear by many courts in the country. Yet people are still using this pandemic as a reason to withhold visitation. So it's important to make sure that you can show there is an ability to exchange your child, and the shelter in place is not a reason to say that there is no ability to exchange your child. Yeah, you know that's one of the messages that I don't think has gotten out very well. Uh, the UK. I was talking to our solicitors in the UK, and the UK government made specific guidance that. Uh, exchange of custody, whether it's court ordered or not, is an exception to the shelter in place. And that uh, I think that ignorance is is not uh, going to excuse it. And so I didn't know that. And I think it's common sense. And we talk about this, the standard and is you know, the willful, contumacious disregard, you know, for the court's order. And that's this long, you know, evidentiary standard. But I think clearly, you know, guys are sitting there thinking, well, she has no good reason. I'm not in a high risk category. And even if I am, that I think is tenuous at best in terms of, you know, if I'm in the medical field, I'm a first responder, we've seen that in Florida, those two cases were overturned and where there was withholding. Uh, I gotta believe that courts are gonna look at this pretty harshly if a spouse is using COVID-19 without good cause. Now, let's just say the only one I can think of is a positive test by the, 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 the uh, parent or someone in their household, or to someone in which they're exposed to, or they've traveled to one of those hotspot countries, right? Right, and actually, currently, we're a hotspot country, and it still isn't enough for them to withhold visitation. As you mentioned, Florida has some cases. I know that New York had a case where originally they had withheld visitation, and it also got overturned, saying that it wasn't enough reason for a parent who was a first responder to be withheld visitation. So yeah. if that's an excuse, it's not a valid one. Um, make sure that you're still following that court order. And like you mentioned, a willful, a willful disregard for that court order. Um, yeah. I yeah. wanted to go into what you can do to start building that record so that it's easier when you do get into court as we can today. Um, and something that we have here in San Diego is that you can actually register each violation on the district attorney's website. So mm -hmm. um, every time that you miss a visit, say you exchange every Friday, you can go onto the district attorney's website and it's called visitation violations and you enter the date, um, the day that the order was made, the child's name, and then you get an incident report number. It's just one more piece of evidence that you can show. And it also helps to outline each count of contempt because every missed visit is a separate count of contempt and has its own consequence. Wow, that's it, huge. It is. And another thing you can do is um, just with a calendar, you know, if you if you don't even get an opportunity to get on the website for some reason, keep an agenda where you're keeping track of each visit that's being missed, just so that you can start organizing, like I mentioned, each count, where the exchange is supposed to go, what the specific court order said, and what was not done. And that will help you to 
separate each count and, and show and outline what violations took place. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. You know, we, we constantly remind guys that preparation and documentation, you get away from the he said, she said, is, is so critical. And, and what great information to go to the website and, and log every single denial of custody on the district attorney, attorney's website and then record it. And, you know, we encourage guys, notify the custodial parent or the other parent, hey, I didn't get my custody without good cause. You've not told me a good justification other than COVID-19 exists. I mean, you might as well say the flu or the cold exists because I mean, that's the point. And, and other than that, I think that's continually preparing your case. And that's huge, huge, uh, at, you know, in terms of information. Now, guys are thinking, okay, what does this get me? You know, it sounds great. You know, I'm interested in Rosario and filing. What does contempt get me? What is kind of the end game here? So, the consequences of contempt are much greater than a regular case because it is quasi-criminal. So what that means is each count comes with jail time and a fine. The possibility of jail time and a fine is up to the judges to whether or not to put that person in jail, but that also gives more serious consequences than saying, oh, I'm going to take you to court. If you can say, if you don't follow this court order, you could go to jail and then I'm going to get our child anyway. You know, sometimes it's just the thought of the possibility of jail time that could cause somebody to say, do you know what? This is serious. I'm in violation of the court order. That means that I could face jail time. I could face a $1,000 fine for each count and go ahead and have your visit. Um, but the consequences are much more severe. Nobody wants to go to jail. Can guys get their attorney's fees? You talk about a fine. Can they get their fees back? Um, yes. Attorney's fees would be covered by the, by the person in violation if you're successful in your contempt. And so that's another, another great remedy yeah. for you. You know, and I remember, you know, I've been doing this 27 years and I, I've done this a number of times where guys have kind of missed out on a number of things. They've been denied physical time. They've been denied legal access to, you know, participating in school decision-making. Uh, you know, you couple that with poor choices by mom in terms of, you know, kids are always late to school. And then we've stacked up those contempts and then filed ultimately a motion to modify to just change custody because mom continues to defy the order. And then is that something that you can do obviously in California by using that as evidence later on? Yes, because you want the person, the child to go with the friendly parent who's going to nurture and encourage a relationship with the other party. So if the court sees that there's a pattern of violations and a pattern of trying to keep the child from the other parent, well, then that's a huge factor in um, what the judge considers an awarding custody. So if you can prove, you know what, I haven't gotten to see my child for two and a half months because mom doesn't want me to see her. Well, the court's going to say, obviously, this isn't a nurturing relationship, and she's not encouraging that nurturing relationship. And that's really significant. Yeah. So under normal circumstances, let's exclude COVID-19 and, you know, the court system. What What is the timeline typically on a contempt? Kind of walk them through the process. You know, you, you prepare the pleading, you file the pleading, you serve the pleading. Kind of walk them through that whole timeline. 
So contempt has to be served personally. And once you do file, the first state that you're given is an arraignment. Like I said, it is quasi-criminal. So at that arraignment, the other party can say whether they are guilty or not guilty, and they can also be um, appointed an attorney. So that's something else to consider because it's quasi-criminal and it faces the possibility of jail time, then um, the other parents will have an attorney paid for if they cannot afford an attorney on their own. Yeah. On, on their own. And um, once the arraignment takes place and they plead either guilty or not guilty, then your trial is set to, to present the evidence of the elements that we just discussed, the valid court order, proof that she had knowledge of the court order, the ability to follow through, as well as the um, uh, willful disregard for that court order. You know, it's it, it seems like an extreme, you know, hey, we're sending her to jail. But I think in, in my history, looking back at some of the cases in which uh, the other parents gone to jail uh, on our contempts, it, it felt like that was the only way to get the message across. And uh, the parents spent a couple days in jail, uh, got out, and, and magically, they don't want to go back. And I don't think anybody, once you've been there for 24 or 48 hours, uh, it is more of a shock. It's like, you look, you need to start following the order. Otherwise, that's the consequence. And then subsequently, you could lose custody. And uh, I was just talking with one of the, our other attorneys, and that's kind of where we are now. Uh, Dad isn't getting any custody, hasn't seen the child in over a year, and we're left with jail. Uh, it really seems to be the only consequence that's going to affect someone. Yes, it sounds extreme, but you know, it's a, it's a remedy that's afforded by the court, so you should ask for it. And hang that over someone's head, because I guarantee you, if you were behind in child support, that'd be the first thing that they're going to jump to is put you in jail, right? That's exactly right. And also there are plenty of opportunities to abide by the court order because you don't just go straight from the violation to jail. You know, there's communication in between. There is registering the violation online. There is communication back and forth that says, I'm at the exchange point. Are you here too? Repeatedly. And that's another thing. Don't sit on your rights. Make sure that you continue to ask for that visitation time because you don't want it to seem as though you're compliant with not getting your visitation time. Um, make sure that you are um, proactive in getting that time with your child so that you have even a clear record and the violation is even more blatant. You can say, I texted her, you know, three days before, two days before, I called her on the day of the visitation exchange and I still did not get to see my child. Yeah. Yeah. It's so key. I mean, I think the kind of wrapping this up because it's such great stuff to really get in details is, you know, document, uh, record kind of what's going on, notify opposing party of all the violations, demand your visitation, comply with the orders yourself, make your child support payments even when it's difficult, and then go to the DA's office or get online and make those uh, recordations of misc, you know, thing, and then take advantage of the remedy, which is contempt, and file it, and, and really pursue and enforce your rights because over time, if you don't do it, it just gets worse, right? It's time that you miss out with your child and oh. they're young ones, so you don't want to miss out on any more time than you have to. Yeah. I mean, as it, it just builds and as they get older, that relationship tears even more apart. And, you know, I, I've seen it where dad's been denied at age eight, didn't get any custody until really we were close to age 17. And by then it was already so broken. You really couldn't repair it. We tried and you just don't sit around waiting on it. I know this seems like, you know, the whole jail thing seems a little you know, heavy, but it's not. It's a way to kind of set, the, you know, the ship back on course right. and to keep things, you know, you're going to follow the order so everyone else should. And, yeah. and that's really the message. So Rosario, really great uh, information on, on guys and really practical things that they can, they can take and practical steps they can take to enforce their rights and that they, what can they do, what, what should they do? And now 
we've answered what must they do, and that is go ahead and get filed for contempt when they're losing their custody time. So thanks for joining today. No problem. Thank you. So as always, we always will continue to bring you the latest and great information and, and some tips that you can take to your attorney. Again, if you need to uh, have a consult and you don't have a lawyer, you can reach out uh, to us at 866-DADS-LAW or online at cordellcordell.com. So continue to tune in each day uh, to our podcast, videocast, where we'll bring you new topics and information. And then every Thursday in our virtual town hall, where you'll have a question, you'll get to ask it live of our panel and get answers. So again, each Thursday, tune in. Until next time, have a great week.